Welcome to the Find Your Awesome Podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott and I'm your host. I'm an intuitive human design and money coach who helps people welcome more ease, joy, and abundance into their lives. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so excited for this episode with Katie Allen. She is so fun. Last time we recorded together, I heard from so many people who were pretty much obsessed with the conversation. So I hope you feel that way about this one too. And of course, being the epic, amazing, totally down to earth and fun stylist that she is, she tells us all about the fall trends. And without her, I don't know about you, but without her, I would have absolutely no clue what I'm supposed to wear. So before we get into that episode, I just want to remind you that if you haven't already gotten your human design chart from me, come do it at KelseyAbbott.com. It's totally free. I will pull your chart for you, your soul's unique blueprint, and I'll send you a little information and a little golden nugget along with that chart. If you already have your chart, come on over to my website and grab your love note for your particular human design energy type. In other words, if you're a manifester, you get one love note. If you're a reflector, you get a different one. If you're a projector, you get a different one. If you're an MG, you get one. If you're a generator, you get one because we are all amazingly unique and wonderful. And I want everyone to remember who they are and how they are designed to flow through life and dance with the energy around them. Okay. That's all I got for you right now. I hope everything. Oh, wait, no, that's not all I've got right now. I have to share about the money class. We are a week and a little teeny tiny bit into this round of the money class. Holy moly, the energy of this group, wow, stuff is just flying. It's like every person in the group is becoming such an abundance magnet. We've got money. We've got job opportunities. We've got, we've got everything. Abundance is showing up everywhere. We've got mountain goats. We've got rainbows. We have, I mean, really? We have everything. I am just absolutely positively loving this experience with this money class. And if you haven't joined us this round, I hope they'll join us next time. And now I really am going to end this introduction now and get out of the way so you can listen to my conversation with Katie Allen. I love you. Katie, I love you so much, and I'm just so happy you're here. Welcome back. Thank you. So excited to be here. All right, what do you have to say? I was like, I want you to say this right off the top. This is the title of this episode. If ignorance is bliss, then self-awareness is a motherfucker. Preach. (laughs) Preach. (laughs) Um, Do you want to elaborate? Yes. Um... So should we just ump it up with the social media? Yeah, name? let's just wherever you want to start because it's all connected. Yeah. All connected. So we can go in any door. So just like, you know, the self-awareness journey. So there's this point that for me, right, where I definitely was just like always playing the victim. Like that was my comfort zone to always play the victim. And now I can really see why people play the victim because it's just it's a comfortable place to be. And you don't have to question yourself ever when you're playing that. So years in the making right so what i've just realized is that we set these habits in place of where we want to do good feel good do better whatever your version of that is and you just see how it just inherently just happens 
like to you, right? Where you just can't do it. So like social media is my habit of choice right now that I can't, I can and can't kick. I want to say I'm not addicted to it, but I so am. And it's like, I'm scrolling, doom scrolling. Anytime I get bored. So my other big thing that I've, my other new self-awareness is a bitch is I don't know how to relax, right? Like I really have, I've always known this, but now I know this. And this is where that self-awareness comes in and it's kicking me in my butt. It's just like, damn, you really don't know how to relax. And I'll catch myself in the doom scroll. Luckily the timer goes off and it says, no, you don't want to do this. And that minute and that feeling where you're just like, no, I'm just going to ignore it for today or no, I'm just going to ignore it for one more minute. And I just for the, not the first time, but like last night. Right. So it's real fresh in my mind. Like I so it kicked me off and I was like, whew, no, just one more minute. And it was so real. And I was like, but you hate social media and you hate that feeling. And I mean, I know you're retired from it. I'm sure anyone that's listening, I can't say that when I get off of Instagram that I feel amazing about myself, never. So why, why do I keep doing it? This is so interesting. So I just had a client be like, I need a coaching around social media. I, I like, I don't know how I'm feeling about it. So I wrote out just like this, the coaching questions that came to me. Let's see if I can repeat them. First, what do you want to get from social media? Uh, external validation. Okay. <laughs> Self-awareness is a bitch. <laughs> and what are you getting from social media? Um, sometimes I get that. And then other times it comes with a healthy side dose of comparison and imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Yep. How does social media amplify your sparkle? Um, sometimes it does. I think like, I, I have met some amazing people on social media. So that sometimes makes me feel like it's amplifying my sparkle. Um, I do think it's an easy way to, so, okay, this is, if I'm honest, like with my highest vision of, because when sparkle is one of my big words, right? My highest vision of social media would be to just share something that really is resonating with me or a powerful quote or an amazing simple mindset shift and just have one other woman just be like you know what hell yeah like that feels like a good way to amplify my sparkle and being the podcaster person that i am and like loving to talk i love to just like pop on the stories and then ha- engage with someone in dms over that friend client associate colleague fellow podcaster okay how's it draining you Oh, because then I will scroll. Do you know how it's really draining me? Is I will be doing something or say I'm working on writing content for an email or say I'm collaborating with someone on the podcast. And I'm like, what do they call themselves? Oh, let me go. I want to go check out their social, uh, their Instagram profile real quick. And I'll go look at their Instagram profile. Fucking 20 minutes later, I have not looked at their Instagram profile. And then I'm like, why am I on here? And I don't know. (laughs) it's okay so I do want to say like there's the physical part of the habit of it I remember after I retired I still have the apps on my phone because my design is like you just make the decision I don't need to there's no temptation but shortly after I was like I think when I was in the I'm gonna go off for two weeks and that's all I know I found myself like I accidentally tapped on the Instagram icon and then it was like 
I was like disgusted. It was like I just put my hand in vomit. I was like, oh, ew. Mm -hmm. And that was the only time I did it. But like our bodies have that physical habit. I was going to say, I've had that feeling, but it hasn't been the only time I've done it. I physically have started. So I told you, I start my phone goes into downtime mode, not just like setting on the apps, but like the whole damn phone shuts off at 8 p.m. every night. And that's been amazing because I have to, it's like two steps. <laughs> it's like two-step verification <laughs> for me to go turn that off. So that one really does help me shut it down. But I've had to, I have to physically remove it right now. I'm at, I'm not at the point where like, I will just mindlessly go in it because I love to numb. Not that I love to numb. It's definitely a coping mechanism for me, right? Like the overthinking, busy brain, whatever that is, like it has to physically be away from me. Cause like you said, I realized like I have habits that we do all day. And when I cook and everyone in my house is doing their own thing and even if i can hear them and or see them they're all still in, we're all in our own little moments but those five minutes those 10 minutes when the chicken is just roasting <laughs> and i don't have anything else to do and i don't have enough time to quote unquote start in whatever it's i physically will go reach for the phone and just start and it's usually instagram because i'll go through the whole like text messages emails you know, client, um, voicemails, Instagram. And it's like this constant like rotation, but then Instagram always sucks you in with a little bit more of the, cause it's endless scroll, right? So I can, if there's no emails, there's no emails. If there's no text messages, there's no text messages. You're not getting that hit, right? So, but Instagram always comes through. <laughs> it's always there for me. Always. <laughs> always feeding my self-esteem <laughs> so that okay I have two more questions that I asked my client today how much time are you spending on social media um well I have a t I do have a shutdown timer I think it's set at two hours so at least two hours how much time are you spending thinking about social media oh probably at least another two hours and what probably could you do with that time fucking write a book um <laughs> exercise uh stop making up excuses about why i can't eat salads because i don't like them i mean like lots of things oh i can help you with the salad thing <laughs> today i was like do i have to eat another salad i might puke no no you never have to have to eat anything true i'm trying to eat do you want to talk about my cholesterol because we can incorporate that into the podcast episode too <laughs> is that related to confidence habits and social media absolutely we can talk about cholesterol i mean it <laughs> and we can talk about the salad dressing that i'm currently obsessed with that i make every night to go on our kale salad with tons of fruits and then spiced either pumpkin seeds or walnuts it's so good oh. so good oh. I love the um, um, pumpkin seeds and I do need the dressing because it's literally what I said to my husband last night. I said, it's not that I don't like the salad. I just don't like the dressing has to be amazing. I don't even need a lot of it. It just needs to hit the notes. Yeah. Maybe I can find one on social media. <laughs> I'm joking because you have one. I have one. I have one. I have two. We've, we're out of the cinnamon one, like as in we, I have taste digestion, which means I get obsessed with certain things so i'm currently obsessed with this turmeric dressing but i was obsessed with this like apple cinnamon dressing so i can give you both yes please 
I can tell you the turmeric one for all the podcast guests too. Yeah. Um, because this one I can do off the top of my head. It's do you have a Vitamix? Do I have one? Yes. No, but I have right. other things like all it. right. As long as you've got a blender of some sort, yeah. that should work. You might have to soak your cashews ahead of time, but it's only a quarter cup. So it's a quarter cup cashews, a quarter cup nutritional yeast, uh, juice of two lemons, a teaspoon of turmeric, a tablespoon of miso, white miso, a tablespoon of Dijon mustard, and half a cup of water. Mm, sounds amazing. Done. Yeah. That's it. It's delicious. And, and don't worry, I'll write it down for you and send it to you. And then I can post my dressing on social media. <laughs> yeah, you can take pictures of it and post it on social media. It's IG worthy. <laughs> oh my God, so funny. So how is your social media addiction? Thank you so much for your honesty. Thanks for coming clean. You oh, are yeah. absolutely not the only one. Uh, one of the things I realized when I went off is or before I went off, I would get so angry. I'd be walking my dog and I would be thinking about what I was going to post on social media. And I was like, I want to be present. Why am I not present? Why am I constantly thinking about like, oh, I could take a picture of this. Oh, I could write about this. I'm like constantly writing posts in my head. The freedom I have right now. I mean, I'm two plus years out. It's amazing. I don't want to put that stuff back in my brain. That's a good point. I feel like I'm constantly writing emails or posts or podcasts, whatever in my head constantly. Like it's almost like you live for it. At first, that sounded amazing, right? Because it's very, it feels very authentic. And that's something I'm really attracted to with people. But then it's like, where are the lines between me, my home life, my business, social media? So the social media thing then jumps me into that other piece is like, I've noticed that last night because I had an opportunity present itself that I've been working through. And I was like, I don't know how to shut this down. Like my brain down when there is no presence. I can't be present, present with my kids. I just can't even be present with myself. Like that's what I've started to notice. So like, yeah, social media plays a part of that, but it's also just, <clears throat> transitioning from just like that as a business owner, whether it's social media or like whatever. What did before, do you remember your life before social media? Um, yes and no. I remember when Facebook came out, but do I, I for me, I think the question is, do I remember what so, social media before I started running my business? Oh, how was that different for you? Um, I don't think I used it as much. And if I did, well, I would say this. See, it's real. So for me, it's like all these big defining moments is like, I don't, I didn't feel like I had time for social media before. And then when I wanted to start my business and well, my podcast, because my podcast came way before the business and the podcast wasn't a business. The podcast was a hobby. So that's when I started the social media, really just promoting the podcast and meeting other people. So slightly different but i feel like that's when that addiction really grew before that my addiction would have been alcohol <laughs> like we're just keeping it real <laughs> but this is interesting because you felt like you didn't have time for social media and now you're feeling like you don't have time for relaxation and other parts of your life mm-hmm. because of social media yes yeah how do you want that equation to be 
um i want to have time for relaxation and creating moments being present yeah so like i know this episode's not gonna air way after but i've already been thinking about this no tonight. it's not this is airing next week perfect yeah um so my daughter's gonna have soccer practice tonight and i was already thinking like no nothing at this soccer practice no phones no laptops no books like it's an hour you can sit there for an hour and watch nine-year-olds play soccer it will be cute it will be amazing and you're gonna be outside so like what a better time to be present it's beautiful weather so that's my challenge to myself tonight so i'm holding myself accountable live on the podcast <laughs> all right and you can let me know how you do i can record I it in the intro yes i will send you a box <laughs> Perfect. Okay. So how does your social media addiction relate to habits we've touched on in a bit and confidence? Oh, so I would say, well, the habit is being there. Confidence is it's constant. So I feel like my big thing is, you know, like if I'm not working really, really hard, then I'm not worthy. Right. And it's not easy to do all these things when really my business is my gift and gifts usually come easy to us. That's why they're gifts. Yes. yes. And like you, like you and I were saying, it's like my inside of my brain is basically a Pinterest board, right? Like all the time. And that's a gift and that's amazing. So I would say that what social media does to me that kills my confidence is it always makes me think that I need to be doing more than I'm doing and that I'm not good enough. But then recently, funny enough, social media just validated for me. I did a, like my first reel ever last week, and it was just around three things that are killing your confidence. But from my perspective as a stylist, like three things you're wearing that are killing your confidence. And they were super simple things. And it was like holy underwear and everyone went bananas. And I was like, that's where I struggle with social media is it was an amazing reminder that life really is that simple. Like. And people are like, oh, shit, I never thought like my holy underwear killing my confidence. I was like, yeah, you don't feel like a badass when you have unholy underwear. <laughs> it's also really bad for your feng shui. Like it's it's an energetic. That's an energy leak, too. Uh, that That's my you know what? That's what I need. I'm the feng shui stylist, because for mm. me, that's what styling is. It's all about the energetics, like the clothes. All of it is all that. And that was the whole thing. This is why it's killing your confidence. Like if you're going to go speak on stage or doing whatever your big thing is, like that's when I get a lot in my business, you're not going to wear holy underwear. And if you do, God knows, like you're not going to, it's not going to be the best speech you ever give. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not Even if you cool. totally forget that you're wearing the holy underwear, you're going to need to pee right before you get on that stage and you're going to go see the holy underwear and be like, oh, right. I'm someone who wears holy underwear. Damn it. I can't get out here because I'm just an imposter. But that was a re really good reminder that things really are just that simple. And so giving credit where it's due is like just the, the amazing connections. I do have just a real small community of like just really cool people that I connect with on there. But what I usually get from social media is like, it's not that simple. It's not that easy. It's not like just everyday life. It's like, you got to do more. You got to do more. You got to make more. You got to produce more. And it's like, no, it's actually not. You just have to be super simple. The other thing I think that gets in people's heads that I used to struggle with, I don't struggle with this one as much is like, we always think like we have to be on social media all the time. No one fucking notices if you're not on or not. Only you know <laughs> if you're not on or not. No one else is like... Katie isn't posting today. <laughs> it, 
but it's like one of those stories that you tell yourself, I think that takes up a lot of mental space. But it just constantly really, I think, mirrors back to me where I feel like I'm falling short. It's almost like having kids. Like your kids are always mirroring back to you, like your shit. So I feel like social media is doing that to you, to me. And it just constantly makes me feel like, oh, I'm just like not doing enough. Katie, you're doing enough. Thank you. You are enough. You have an open ego center, which is going to make you feel like you need to prove yourself. God damn. So, that's the story of okay. my life. Here's, here's what you want to do. When you feel like you need to prove yourself and you're about to do something, anything, even think something out of that place of needing to prove yourself, switch it to only take action from desires. Mm. Of do I want to do this? Yeah. And just like, what is like, I mean, if it's like, oh my God, I really want a peach. Like mm -hmm. that's a desire. Mm -hmm. If you're like, oh, I could write this book right now or I could go eat a peach and you're just like, oh, I want to eat the peach. Then go eat the peach. Yeah. That's a big deal. Cause I feel like the, that's why I say an external validation. That's my jam is like the constant need to prove myself. Yeah. To knock it off. So then what? So I'm done. Kick that. That's out the door with <laughs> social media. Um, so then what comes back to that, like in the beginning of the conversation is like that confidence and that self-worth when you're constantly in the vein of like, I need to prove myself. You're never enough. You never hit that. Then in turn, then your worth is inside. Const you're constantly questioning your worth. And then other people, I don't know if they know that you're doing that, but they sense it, right? Like, I truly believe in the energetics of that. Mm -hmm. And then you go down the rabbit hole because now you have to start creating more content for social media because you're not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was saying this summer, it was really a really big eye opener or peel back of why do you feel like you're not like inherently worthy? And it is that wound of like constantly having to prove myself. Or feeling like I have to constantly mm -hmm. prove myself. That's why I, I believe things can't be simple. That's why, like, if I get on the phone with a client and I'm like, you know, you got to get rid of those clothes that are too small or those underwear that are too holy. Like, that's so simple. And I'm like, that, she's not paying me to tell her that. Yes, she is. She's but really it's so easy for you. And sometimes we just need somebody to tell us this stuff. Yes. What are the other things that are killing your confidence, by the way, other than holy underwear? Uh, oh, it's definitely clothes that are too small. Right. Um, because, well, when you look at them, you're a lot or too big, depending on your own. But I, my current experience with the pandemic, most people are on the my clothes are too small thing that kills your confidence in your closet. Because then when you see those, you walk into the closet every morning. Now your closet is filled with clothes that have holes and stain done. Those are out. Right. So eliminate those. Now the rest of your closet or some of your closet has clothes that are too big or too small do you start with the stories of why, right? Like, oh, because I keep eating cake, I can't stop eating cake. Oh, because if I would stop scrolling on Instagram, I could go make an actual dinner. Or, you know, I don't look like the people or whatever. So now that's killing your confidence. Now take away two thirds of your wardrobe. Now we're sitting there with the rest of your wardrobe. Things that have tags on it actually is a confidence killer because you're telling yourself a story around it, why you haven't worn it yet. One, because you're not worthy enough, you have nowhere to go, nothing is special enough in your life for you to wear it is one, or you don't really like it and you spent the money on it 
and your lack is kicking up and you're too scared to get rid of it, but you're not going to wear it. So when you walk in in the morning, how many things out of your closet have we just kicked out? Now you're left with like two shirts and you're like, those are the same two shirts I wear all the time. And this doesn't make me feel confident. And then my favorite thing in the closet that's killing your confidence is the things that were like, I'll fix that later. Like the things that we're going to fix. We're never going to get fixed. We are never going to fix them. We might take them to the tailor to get them fixed. But even that doesn't happen that often unless it's for a special event. And that's it's definitely killing your confidence. And I tell people all the time, like, whether it's the thing with the tags or the clothes are too small or too big, a game I like to play, got to keep it fun. I'm not going to tell you, go throw it away, donate it, all of that. Let's just archive it for a little bit. Let's archive it. Then let's see what we're left with. And then let's go through this transformation because the clothes, I highly believe are the energetics, right? Is the style transformation of who are you? Who are you really becoming? And once you've become that person, go to that archive. Is that woman wearing those jeans? Because if I ever get back down to the size six or eight jeans that I had on in 2019, God knows, I'm a radically different woman from 2019, 2020, I don't even want to wear those jeans. I want the jeans that the new Katie who's not addicted to Instagram is going to wear and they don't look like that. (laughs) Yes. I love this so much because as you're talking, I'm thinking about like, I did archive my clothes because we sold our house in Maine in 2016, traveled on the camper for 16 months. And I had like, I had the clothes I needed. And then we bought this house early 2018 then come all these clothes and I'm like, like, how many of them have I worn? Oh, not very many at all. I do have issues in Florida with, oh, I, I guess I need to keep that because when it gets cold, I do need, like, I will, I am at risk of just like purge it all. And then the temperature will drop to 30 and I'll be like, ah, <laughs> I literally have no pants. Um, But yeah, this is so interesting because I can think Katie, I have shirts <laughs> with dust on them. Like there's yes. dust on the hanger and that should be a sign. Like, look, admit yeah. you're not going to wear it. Plus the last time you wore it, the most recent was 2016. The style's probably out okay. by now. Yeah. yeah it'll come back before you wear it again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> But that's why I always say it's a confidence killer. So like for me and probably for yourself and probably for a lot of people listening, it's like I have quote unquote an amazing morning routine, right? Like I'm working out, I'm hydrating, I'm meditating. And this is like the best day, right? Yoga, all the things. And then I take a shower and I walk into my closet and my clothes have dust on them. Now, like all that work I just did just comes down a notch and your confidence starts to wane. And all those things are amazing, but let me tell you what you're going to take with you all day. The actual shirt on your back goes with you all day. And if that thing came off of a dusty hanger or is dusty or is holy, or like you were saying, like the energetic leak around like the feng shui of it, that's going to kill your confidence all day long. Yes. Okay. So while we have you here, I feel like this leads into, can you tell us about the fall trends, please? What What's going oh. on? <sighs> Oh my God, can I? Um, It's funny because I've been like just knee deep in this. So there's a lot of fun things. And I think fashion is really fun. And I am going to quote myself because I just wrote this. Down. <laughs> Why we care about fall trends isn't 
to be trendy. It's really because it's a reflection of what's going on in the world and the current lifestyles that we as a collective human beings are living and we create the trends. And like, that's how I like to preface this because I get a lot of pushback on, I don't care about trends. So this fall is really exciting because we saw this, it's all still post pandemic of feeling good, right? So there's a lot of really fun bright colors that will continue from the spring into the fall that aren't very traditional. So like cobalt blue, just like really bright blue, hued blue, like amazing. So everything you'll see it in shoes, handbags, full-blown jumpsuits, pants, blouses, all the thing. And I think that's really fun because blue is like the world's favorite color, right? We associate it with water, air, the sky, all of the things that we need to stay alive as humans, <laughs> which has been questioned over the last couple of years, right? Like our core needs of feeling safe. So I think and that's cobalt really blue for me. feels like a smile. Yes. It just, it's fun. Mm -hmm. It's just a fun color and it's optimistic. And I think that's just like the medicine we all need. Now, when you're looking at the color wheel opposite, you know, of blue, another fun color, complementary color is, well, pinks, reds, right? They go really well together, opposites attract. So I don't know, you're not on social media, so I don't know if you've seen this one, Barbie core. So no. yes, Barbie core, you will see it now. You will see it somewhere. It's going to show up for you on your email, um, magazines or something. So Barbie core is really just the obsession with not just Barbie, so the nostalgia, again, the safety of simpler times when you just could play with the plastic Barbie doll and life was good, but just hyper pink. Because hyper pink literally is the most fun color on the universe, okay? Like, look at my lipstick wallpaper and look at my closet. Like, it's just a really, really fun color. You cannot be in a bad mood if you are decked in hyper pink from head to toe. Also looks amazing on social media. <laughs> It's definitely IG worthy, um, but I think it's a fun trend and it's like the one that everyone loves to hate, right? Because it's pink, but it really does induce a lot of real playful feelings. But the most amazing way to just work that in is it can be small. It can be fingernail polish. It can be your lipstick. It can be a purse. It could be a phone case cover. It could be anything. But if you did want to mix it into like your outfit, pair it with like your favorite neutral think like an olive green or a beige or navy and pink really fun easy combination so i think those are some fun ways to tap into fall and do all the things there's so many trends i could talk for hours but um relaxed denim so the skinny jeans they've kind of been dwindling down over the last couple of seasons but the relaxed denim is in like full force but one of my favorite like just basic trends that's coming back that i'm so here for also because it's very reminiscent of like late 90s is ribbed white tank tops like just old school like quote unquote what we used to call wife beaters mm -hmm. because leather moto jackets are all the freaking like that's it's leather everything like get all your like it's funny we we're kind of talking about scorpio energy like give me all the bad girl vibes so lots of moto boots, leather jackets, which pair so perfectly with the, like your basic white tee and your basic white tank and relaxed denim. So lots of fun stuff there. Um, I can go for like, keep going. Keep going, <laughs> so, keep going. <laughs> you tell me when to stop, but um, there's lots of fun things so, like oversized blazers have been, just oversized everything has been a really big deal and it still continues, but like anyone that's been going back in the office or, 
doing end life events that loves a good blazer. It's one of my favorite staples to pair with like literally, literally put on with your sweatpants if you just want to feel more confident, like whatever works for you. But those are starting to um, get have a little bit more shape this season. So I think that's kind of exciting because I'm not a big fan of oversized blazers because if you feel like you're already not where you want to be in your body, I don't feel like they make you feel better. And for me, style is about feeling good right now in this moment without losing weight. To me, also what comes up as you describe that, and I've seen the look before, is like, it's like, are you wearing your dad's blazer? And then like, what are you trying to be? Are you, are you trying to be like a, a boss by wearing men's stuff that's too big for you? Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's a, mm. yeah. So it's definitely going back to more of a fitted silhouette. Um, and some real classic prints and patterns are coming back. I'm really excited for like pinstripes, which I never thought I'd be really excited for, but I don't know. It just feels again, very nostalgic, very refreshing. So houndstooth and pinstripes, but the trend and like the term that was coined, I think last year really is power casual. So it's like people are ready to get back in the world and do real things, but power casual is that balance of like, yeah, I'm excited ready to have some back to normal things pre-pandemic but post-pandemic like let me tell you i'm not gonna be uncomfortable in my clothes even if i want to look good so think like cotton sweater dresses or ribbed dresses with pinstripes and houndstooth prints and things like that so still very comfortable easy to move in but more like really classic prints so you kind of get the mix of the two so i think that's really fun um like as we're shifting back into working out of the house or just like getting back out into um, life also like with the color thing so you have like the big and the brights and wherever the one thing with trends i think is always fun is where it's day and night it's yin and yang wherever you have a really concentrated thing of like it's bright in your face and it's pink and it's bright blue and it's really fun bright marigold colors there's always the opposite so you'll also see a really big surge in pastels so for the person that's listening, that's like, I will never wear bright blue and do not say the word Barbie to me. You know, your ice cream pinks and lavender. Like to me, lavender is all, I don't know if you can see it behind me. I got a lavender corduroy jumpsuit that has oh, I been- I thought it was blue. I thought it was denim. Now it's actually lavender corduroy. Um, that thing has been giving me so much joy. So much joy. And I'm not a really pastel kind of girl. Like my personality is not pastels, but. That doesn't feel pastel to me. Pastel for me is like, and you're the expert here, but so I, it's like Easter egg colors. It's that super pale blue, like dusty, dusty yeah. robin eggs blue and, and the like super soft pink and yeah. like light yellow. The worst, and I hate Easter candy. It makes me want to throw up. I yeah, I don't like any. I mean, you can probably tell in the way I'm describing it. I'm like, I'm not a pastel girl. Not. I'm here for the brights. Give me the bright. I'm Give me so all the bright. Give me the hardcore hyper pink. But I am loving the lavender. And to me, like lavender is my favorite essential oil. So like, just the color, the name, the word, the, all all of that's the association for it. So out of the pastels, I have seen a little bit of the light baby pink, but my eye is focused on the lavender like so i love that so and you've got the lavender next to the pink in your closet behind you and it looks so good i do thank you that dress which i can totally pull down and show you but no one else can see is my favorite fucking trend this fall is two-tone so anything like so half of this dress 
is orange <gasps> and half of the dress is pink. Wait, there's a tag on it, Katie. Is that because you're going to send it to me? I love it. I yeah, love that I it Saturday to date night. Oh, I love it. it. That is very much me. Just take off the sleeves. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you can't wear that in Florida. You might die of heat exhaustion. Yeah. And there'd be such sweaty, sweaty pits. I was just out here in August. I was like, Oh my God. Um, but two-tone color blocking. So like where you'll see a lot of like shirts split in half. So like black on one side, white on one side or black on top and white on the bottom. Um, I just got a, like a lightweight fall trench. That is totally my personal style too. Is like very, um, classic. But with a little pop of drama, I don't really care for print so much, but something like that just like really gets me excited because I like blocks of color and it, that is what it is. They're color blocks. So it's color blocks done for you. You don't have to do it. All you have to do is buy the shirt and then put on some jeans or buy the dress and put on some shoes. So it's literally like the easiest way to be uber stylish and comfortable without having to think about it. And that trend is everywhere and I just keep seeing it pop up and pop up. And that one is like hands down, probably like my favorite. I love all of them for different reasons because I know the why behind them and I'm obsessed with the why behind all of them. And I think that's the beautiful part about fashion. It's just like what it reflects back to us. Yeah. And before we hit record, we were talking about how it needs to be fun and easy. Yes. So like the, what you're talking about with that dress, it's fun and easy. Like it did, it's done for you. It's done for you. And it's ribbed cotton, right? So ribbed cotton is amazing because the ribs make you long and tall. So if anyone feels like they're not feeling faster, better, stronger, taller in their body right now, the vertical line does that for you. So you can feel good today and it's comfortable. So now I look like a million bucks. I'm comfortable and I feel good in my body without having to work harder, which is the core wound that I'm always working towards, mm -hmm. without having to be anybody I'm not, without having to feel bad because I'm on social media. So that's why I love that term particular, but just fashion in general or style, I like to say it. Because to me, style is your embodiment of what's going on. And like it, to me, like your signature style is like your fingerprint. Like no one else has the same exact one as you. And that's how you bring it to life. And then what's fashion? What's the definition of fashion in your head? Um, I think fashion is like imitation, right? Like where style is authentic and like fashion is feeling like the need to keep up or to be on trend or be to on social media. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's fashionable. It's not stylish. Fucking stylish would be for me to be present in my life. Mm -hmm. And when I'm on my deathbed to be like, I remember my uh, daughter playing, I was gonna say my Chloe. <laughs> I remember my Chloe playing soccer every week when she was nine years old, not like, cause I'm never going to remember what's on social media because also there's a little bit of a trauma response and you're going to block it out. Yeah. Yeah. So now you're just not present on in anywhere in your life. So that's why you should get dressed, put on lipstick <laughs> instead. <laughs> but I think that is my love hate with social media because my business is so visual. So it's really an easy way to inspire and show women what's possible, like to post a picture of that dress and be like, God, you can put this on and it's easy and it's comfortable. And it, this is how you can feel amazing in your life. So to me, that's where social media would sparkle for me. But currently my habit isn't to post and ghost. <laughs> my mm -hmm. habit is to scroll and roll. <laughs> can you make it? Can you switch it over to post and ghost? Like, 
what is a can you can you have other people do it for you yeah I could I should you know I should you know what's funny is my husband um we're switching all our banking accounts over now that we're both uh working from home in our own businesses and I pay my son like to do random things for me like he's a teenager so he really knows social media to like proofread things for me and do all these things so like yeah maybe that can be one of his duties i mean of course someone else can help too but i'm trying to teach him well also fun and easy you happen to already know this guy yeah i have easy access to him yeah Yeah. (laughs) he knows some things Mm -hmm. and i like to pay my kids to do things so that they can understand that their possibilities of making their own income are endless and it's not just go to college get a job it could be that that's one option we all know that option but what are the other five million options no one ever told me those before so i try to show those to them i love that so much and i love you and your husband are both living that too mm-hmm. you're not in jobs that did you know did either of you know your jobs existed when you were little kids hell no are you kidding even when i was in college the, i went to college for fashion and when I was in college, everyone was like, what are you going to do with that degree unless you're going to move to New York City? And I was like, I don't know. But back then, I still believed in myself enough to still follow the dream. But I never thought in a million years. And like, even to this day, like, you know, people are still like, what? <laughs> Explain it to me. And it's even funny, like yesterday, uh, the bus stop, um, my daughter, I there's some dogs that come to the bus stop, which is great because my kids aren't getting one. And I said, well, I don't want to walk near. So I don't want the dog to jump on me on my lavender jumpsuit because I was going to work. And she's like, you don't work. And I was like, I do. <laughs> I was like, I do. <laughs> you have food, don't you? <laughs> That's interesting, too. Like, let's redefine go to work. Let's redefine yeah. like job, career, all of that to any way you bring in money. Exactly. Because, like, my son is, he he's making tons of money. I mean, he's the true entrepreneur, okay? If that man sees something he wants, his first thought isn't ever to come ask me and my husband for the money. His first thought is, what can I do to get the money? Mm-hmm. So he's always pitching himself of, like, hey, like, school's back in session. He used to tutor our daughter last year. And he was, like, yesterday, something, some new video game or something. And he was, like, hey, can I, um, can I start helping Chloe do her homework next week? And I was like, sure. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I'll pay you. Okay, that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, you know, they said delegate. So, you know, I homeschooled for two years and no one asked me, did I want to sign up for that? And that's a little, you know, traumatizing. So when he came to me last year and said, like, what can I do to make some extra money? I was like, hmm, you want to help your sister do her homework? <laughs> because I'm done with that game. <laughs> I feel like every parent just paused and rewound that. I was like, wait, what? How do I do that? Yeah. I have a whole newfound respect for teachers. And I know I don't ever want to be one. Um, Now, also, like, your kids never, well, my kids don't listen to me the same way that they listen to their teachers also. Just like I didn't listen to my mom the same way I listened to my aunt, right? They could say the same exact things, but my mom was like, my mom, you can't listen to her. But yeah, that was a big aha moment in my business. That's how the, almost one of the ways that it started with him is like, I was looking for time and space to carve out the business so that it could be present. And so I can make all the pieces work. And 
I was like, I have one kid who's doing amazing in school and one that hates it. Like, how do I maximize these? And then also they get to spend, you know, sibling time together bonding. It's amazing. It's win-win. It's perfect. And and I'm hearing you talk about like, oh, I was looking how to maximize this time. And yet you're like, you are so ready to post and ghost on social media. You are <laughs> like, I, I predict that you're going to start doing that today. Okay. Deal. as long as your hand doesn't just automatically reach for it yeah that is an issue but i do have a spot a designated spot up in my office office to put the phone so it's for me right now currently out of sight out of mind does work pretty good because i will go reach for where i keep it downstairs and then it's when i go to do the reach i'm like oh my god you know but if it is there and I click through, there still will be a little bit of mindless action that happens. But even just every time I go to do the reach when I'm downstairs in the kitchen and it's not there, you're, you're, it's self-awareness as a motherfucker. You're like, I've reached for the phone five times. It's not yes. here. Yes. It's like, I, I would love to reach for my kid five times or my husband or, you know, how, how they say like, you, you'll get in marriages and like, you forget to tell each other, like, thank you. You forget to tell each other, like, hey, you look nice today. You just, like, think it in your mind. You never say it out loud. Like, that's a habit I'd like to have five times a day instead of reaching. Five times an hour instead of reaching for my phone. Yes. Me too. And I'm not reaching for my phone. Goals. Absolutely. All right. We've got a little more time before school bus time. Do we? Oh, yeah. So where else are we going to go today? Oh, I think just these habits that we're talking about in general, what I've just noticed is that confidence in and of itself is a habit and watching the way you speak and the way you talk and those kind of things have been something else. It's not just like reaching for my phone and those, the physical things. It's also like I've noticed the way I talk and then just receiving. So that comes up a lot for me personally. And of course, a lot in my business too, right? Like receiving support and letting someone support you being worthy of wearing nice clothes even if you are just going to the bus stop or going to trader joe's or whatever your life consists of basically that's all i do and like accepting that i can give you a short story like i had an opportunity to come up and someone wanted me to come to an event and i was the only person they wanted me to be a pa- on the panel and I was the only person coming from out of town and my first reaction was I didn't want to be, oh God, I can't even believe I'm going to say it now. I don't want to be a burden. Like, I don't want concessions made for me because I was coming from out of town and no one else was. And the other people that were going to help facilitate would have to like work extra for me, just little old me. And I got a reframe that was like, well, you're allowed to receive that. They want you there and they value you and you're worthy of that. Like you're inherently worthy of it, but they think you're worthy of it and they've invited, they're ready to make those concessions to you, but you have to be able to receive it. And that was such an aha moment for me on the like making it easy, right? Cause that didn't feel easy to then also accepting like what you are worthy of. And I was like, son of a, but that's a habit. Like it's, it was a habitual response to respond with, no, don't do that for me. Like, oh don't go out of your way for me. I don't know. That's almost like people pleasing. Maybe I'm not even sure what the word is for that. You probably have better language, but as far as like confidence and habit building and things like that, I've started 
to be aware of those things back to how we started this whole episode. <laughs> and that shit is uncomfortable. <laughs> it is uncomfortable. You got to see it. And once you see it, it's like 95% healed. Mm-hmm. So like even saying that to you, I felt like, oh, Katie, like this is so embarrassing. <laughs> but it, it probably feels embarrassing to you because that was you of however many days ago. Mm-hmm. You've already, you're already not that person anymore. I know. I know where I was. It was such a big moment. I was like, hell yeah, I'm allowed to receive this. And if I was putting on that event and there was someone that I wanted to come be on the panel, yeah, if that's what I wanted, I would do whatever it took to get them there because that and that person I would hope would receive it because if they wouldn't receive it then I would be like damn so that was part of my experience too is sometimes in the receiving isn't just for ourselves it's also for the other person yeah because when you're trying to give somebody a gift and they like bat it away you're that's just weird like you're handing them something and they're like no I don't want that wait no I'm like I'm giving you a cookie take the cookie yeah i've thought of that before um like with my clients always like to do little gifts and i mean little we're not talking like big things that we shouldn't be able to accept right like little tokens of appreciation to just make this an amazing experience whether it's a coffee whether it's a lavender sachet to put in your closet and there's one client in particular that like like put her arm out i was like no i can't and i was like yes you can it's a 20 dollar gift (laughs) like it's not it's not a huge, I appreciate you. I appreciate you trusting me to come into your home, to look at your clothes, to share your body image issues, internal stories with me. Like that's a big fucking deal. The least I can do is show up with this. And I, it's burn. I was thinking about it this morning. I was like, I think that hurt my feelings a little bit. Like it did and it didn't. And I was like, wow, receiving is so much more than like, she couldn't receive that. So she actually blocked me from being able to receive like her smile from taking the gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our life is we give and we receive. Like mm-hmm. we inhale and we exhale. We don't just exhale. It doesn't work. You gotta oh. inhale in order oh. to exhale. Thank you. Like I'm never going to meditate the same now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so amazing. That's also been a big like aha self-awareness moment for me. What that feels like to me is like the and, like having two things at once, like the constant balance of the two things that feel opposing, the in and the out, the up and the down, the good and the bad, the receiving and the giving. Oof, that's we really need it all. We need to receive the air. We need to give the air. We need to like all of it. Our body receives. We receive food when we eat. There's in Japan, there's a tradition to say, I am receiving before Mm. every meal. I want so badly to make this a habit and I am an epic fail at it. Like I've done it once and I've known about this for a year. Um, But maybe somebody listening is going to start doing it and inspire me to do it. Yeah, as I say, so what are you going to do to create that habit? Yeah, work on it. Keep remembering. I do try and express gratitude for, and this I'll just do internally, like for, we'll go back to my kale salad obsession, for the (laughs) the person who, the people who grew the kale, who picked Mm. the kale, who got the kale on a truck, brought it to the grocery store, to my husband who 
bought it at the grocery store, brought it home to us for like washing it and tearing it up. That's just the kale. Then we get to the nuts, like the person, the people who plant the trees, who harvest the walnuts, who like all of the things, the whole thing. So much gratitude for every step. Like every bite is like, thank you to so many people. And thank you. Thank you money for making this be a possibility. Yeah. I was thinking about that too, is receiving the money to be able to buy those things to go to the store. Yeah. Uh, that's so good. I know gratitude is definitely, I think part of that. Is it the foundation of all the habit building? I feel like that's probably where it starts. Could be gratitude, appreciation. Well, mm-hmm. like seeing it. Yeah. The spotlight, the self-awareness. <laughs> there we go. We're right back. We're, we are right back there. That's why you have to be grateful. I am grateful for the self-awareness so that I can change, so that I can receive, so that I can be that next level version of myself. Yeah. And habit changing takes time. Be patient with yourself. Mm-hmm. So as your hand keeps reaching for your phone, someday you're not gonna. And you probably will go like two weeks without reaching for it. And then you'll notice and be like, oh my God, I'm not reaching for my phone. That's true. The other thing that's come up for me recently, I think coming off of summer break, and I'm curious if anyone resonates with this or if anyone messages you after this episode is the daily maintenance of our emotional, mental, spiritual needs. Like if I didn't brush my teeth twice a day and I got on this podcast and told you I didn't brush my teeth twice a day, every day, someone would be like, that's disgusting. But if I get on this podcast and say, oh yeah, I forgot to be grateful for the last year of my life, you'd be like, oh yeah, that's cool. And I noticed that summer, right? So that's summer vacation. So when I go on summer vacation, it's like I wanted to be free from all of my quote unquote things, right? I didn't want to have to journal. I didn't want to have to move my body or stretch or work out or whatever that version was for me. I didn't want to have to meditate on vacation. I still brush my teeth. I still wash my face. I still ate my food. I still did those like physical things, but I just noticed very quickly, like after a couple of days that I didn't feel good. And I was like, God damn it. (laughs) I got to do this every day. Just like I have to brush my teeth every day. And that has helped me build some of the new habits and placeholders around some of these things, especially confidence. I am 100% on board with you. I feel like we, our job in this human body, in this human experience is to be our sparkliest self. So that means to be our healthiest physically, emotionally, spiritually, in all the ways, have healthy relationships, all of that. So what do we need to do to, to be that version of ourselves, to be the best version of ourselves? And for me, yeah, it's a full morning routine, meditation, activation exercises. It's the food I put in my body. It's how I train. It's how I rest. It's all of these things. And it all goes into, okay, doing all of those things set me up to be able to show up the way I want to show up. That's amazing. It's so true. I, I just didn't realize and I haven't been traveling or out of like my routine, right. For the last couple of years. And I just did not realize until the summer, we took a couple of different, even just weekends away or even going to a friend's house overnight. And it was like so quick of how those things shifted. And so easily you can start to let in other people's stuff. If you're not 
doing those daily maintaining things and it's just crazy the difference like just a day makes and you my friend are not made for consistency so you don't you're really not made to do the exact same thing every day Mm, like get in there just keep showing up and then do whatever lights you up that day that speaks to me because I feel like I've been struggling like with my morning routine lately like the mornings used to be my favorite recently I kind of feel like I was stuck because it's like there's a piece of me that wants to like have the routine because I think that's the part that makes me feel comfortable or safe and I feel like I'm vastly uncomfortable (laughs) not in a negative way but you know growth growing is uncomfortable right and just this morning I was like I just want to switch it up like I just I can't do this anymore like it's sucking the life out of me Mm -hmm. so thanks for that reminder yeah you get to do it however you want to do it the for you it's about making the commitment okay so you know that you need to show up for yourself to be able to show up for other people. So how are you going to show up for yourself today? How are you going to show up for yourself tomorrow? You won't know until you get there. Yeah. So it's time to do the work. Yep. I love that. Um, I have a question for you before the bus comes. (laughs) Are mansions in general, like, I don't want to put it in a box, but just kind of curious, like, you know, there's, I don't even know how I'm going to ask this question. So I love what you said, like, just around, like, humans in general, like, your job is to be sparkly. And, like, I so believe that. And it's something I've really been trying to lean into. It's, like, if I just show up and I'm sparkly, like, magnetic, then that's it. That's the juice. Like, that's all I'm really here for. Do you feel like mansions are more set up to do that? Or that's, like, not more of our job, but, like, the role, like, in the design of things, like... I was thinking about that the other day and here we are. We're really freaking sparkly. We generators are also really sparkly when they're both of us, when we're lit up, we are designed to be super sparkly when we're lit up. And then that's how we elevate the world. Got it. So it's our job to be sparkly. That's good. And then, so if we're feeling sparkly, then the projectors and reflectors can pull that energy into themselves so yeah. then now they're sparkly and then now as humans we're all just sparkling like stars yes we all need each other we all get to do it together and mangens we do have bigger energy than generators so we're both meant to be sparkly you might feel an mg's energy a little more than you feel a generator's energy mm. why was that just curious just because the man- manifestors have the biggest energy of energy any energy type and then we're the hybrid of manifestors and generators. Because mm-hmm. we get to generate all that sparkliness up. Make a big, big, big. It's funny as I have the star tarot card I keep like right there in my line of vision because the star just constantly reminds me to be sparkly. Yes. That's well, I have this little reminder that the universe wants you to be sparkly AF. Oh, I love it so much. I love the word sparkly. Yeah. It was my word of the year in when we could do a whole episode on this, like 2015 for me, Mm -hmm. being sparkly is like being, being beautiful and badass at the same time and being seen. And that was my biggest like thing that I had to work through. Like, wait, I do get to be, I get to be fast 
and brilliant. I get to be beautiful and strong, like all the, all the, and as you were saying earlier, yes, yes, I do. I get to be the one that people see. Yeah. I was listening to the podcast this morning and they were saying that that's your first traumatic experience in life is feeling like you can't be seen that you cannot be your most authentic self. Yeah. And I was like, big facts. Like I will spend the next 40 years <laughs> unraveling <laughs> that. <laughs> Cause I spent the last 40, like, you know, trying to play that. And it's hard to be seen. It's there's so many. Yeah. Like be good, but don't be too good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be brilliant, but don't make. And okay. That's a whole nother. And episode. now we're over that. It's now it's be brilliant, be bright because your brightness, your sparkle inspires other people to be sparkly AF. It your job is to be really fucking sparkly, to be your best self. Yeah. That's how you serve the world. Not by hiding or playing small or shrinking yourself or making up being like some make-believe person. Yes. Like it's really hard to be in a bad mood when the sun's sparkling, right? Exactly. You like the sun. Love. Love. Maybe I should move down to Florida because now it's starting to get cold up here. So <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not here. Come on it, down. Does it stay light later or do you guys have the same like seasonality around the shortness of the days? Yeah, we do. And we are West in the time zone, at mm. least for me, like growing up in new England and spending a lot of time on the Eastern edge of a time zone. Mm. It, the sunrise now is at seven fifteen, which is so late. And yeah. then the sun, I don't know. It's like dark at eight now. Yeah, easy. It's like dark at seven forty-five here. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't like the shorter days, so now I have to sparkle harder in smaller amounts of time. Yeah, <laughs> and you can do it. You absolutely. You are set up for success. Yes, on my own. All right, Katie. Last words of wisdom. Just drop a truth from right here, right now. I just want to see what comes out of your mouth. Don't think about it. Just what do you want to say? <sighs> Shit. On the spot. Um, I would say. Everything that we've been saying, like, say exactly what you need and stop giving your power to other people. When someone asks you what you want to eat, I want you to pause and think about it and give them the answer. And if you don't know what you want to eat, tell them what you don't want to eat. Let's start there. (laughs) Yes. I knew. I knew whatever was going to come out of that beautiful face hole was going to be such wisdom. Thank you. I love you so much. Same. Thank you so much. All right, go to the bus stop. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you loved that conversation. I hope you love Katie as much as I do. Remember, you can go check her out at Katie Just Styled. You can check me out at KelseyAbbott.com. Come on over, get your free human design love note, get your free human design chart, whichever path you want to take, or jump on the money class wait list and get on the next round. Or who knows? Just come on over and play. I love you. You're a miracle. You are amazing. You are wonderful. May the rest of your day be filled with ease, joy, love, play, and a whole bunch of of abundance. Go forth and be awesome.